Hey guys, it's Katie. Uh, day one million of quarantine. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter. Nobody knows what's going on or what day it is. Uh, and we're all kind of lost in this weird space. So, um, today we are going to do the official part two of how to have healthy relationships. So, I gave kind of a little spoiler or like a little half uh, podcast, if you will, last uh, week because I was just having an absolutely terrible time um, editing and uh, it turned into something else. So I guess if you're with me, you can go on this little little journey story with me. Um, I read the book twice uh, called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz um, and it has been really affecting my life in such a positive way. And I just can't wait to share with you all how that's actually happened. However, during the recording of the last episode where I interviewed my friend, um, I noticed while I'm trying to edit that she's talking and I'm interrupting constantly and talking as well. Um, that's something that I do that I've been working on quite a bit, but apparently not well enough. So long story short, that has turned into quite the uh, past week for me, and I can't wait to dive into it and tell you all exactly how it has benefited me um, and how you too can implement this easy, this easy change. So I want to start off first with a quote that I found. Uh, I have a love-hate with quotes. I love them very, very much, um, but if I also see another live, laugh, love sign made on recycled wood hanging in someone's house, I might stab myself in the eye with an ice pick. So it's kind of a, uh, a love hate. And, uh, it's, I guess just what you're into and what kind of, uh, things speak to you. So maybe I should be a little bit less judgmental. I just feel like a lot of people, um, wear a lot of things that they don't necessarily pay attention to or mean. So, um, the quote that I have point is, I'm struggling putting a quote up here because I know it's a little bit cheesy, but there are some that are still really good. So first I want to start out with whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. Um, and so that one I think really, really applies to this, how to have healthy relationships, how to be happy in your home with your kids, how to have a healthy relationship with them. If you're not changing something that sucks, then you choose that forever now. This is how the relationship with your family is going to go, with your child, with your husband, and with yourself. So um, back to the four agreements. I never do anything slow, and I always jump in like right into the middle of everything, thinking that I, I know exactly what's going on, and I stumble around, and I have to kind of figure it out myself. So I'm trying to practice taking things one step at a time, really ingesting them, and really making that permanent change. So, let's start. Also, I am outside, and I'm very sorry if you can hear the wind, but it is a remarkable day, and everyone I know is inside, and I have got to get outside or I'm going to explode. So, uh, we're outside today, and there's flowers and butterflies and all kinds of cool shit. Okay, so, first agreement in the book is impeccable speech. So what does this mean, impeccable speech? Uh, If you want to read the book, read it. If you don't, I'm just going to tell you because I know you ain't got time for all that shit all the time. Um, Impeccable speech is 
making your words count. Being aware of what it is that you are saying. So the book uses the word agreements. And I want to kind of go over the um, example that they use in the book. So a mom comes home. She's very, very busy at work. Her daughter is jumping around, singing, spinning. Um, if you have sons, which uh, I do, they're probably going, pew, 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 what a pew, pew. Um, and so we've all been there in this moment where you just want to grab them by the neck and shake until they're quiet. Uh, but you can't. Um, so you have to be a grown up and figure out how you're going to deal with it. This mom slipped up and said to her daughter, stop fucking singing. I, I just added the fucking, I'm not, I don't know if she said fucking, but I assume. And she said, stop singing. It's ugly and annoying. And I'm trying to fucking concentrate. Um, which is how I would have delivered said thing. I'm going to be honest with you. That's exactly what would have come out of my mouth. So I'm not really sure what the mom said, but the daughter heard you're a bad singer. That's not what the mom meant. And now the daughter has made that agreement in her mind because she believes everything that mommy says. Mom's the adult. Mom has the world under control. So if she says it, it must be true. Uh, which makes you just want to cry for the little girl because I'm telling you this story. But there has been so many times where I've been the mom um, and freaked out and I didn't mean to. Uh, at my house... I always say sorry. Always. It's very important to me to apologize to kids. They need to know that adults aren't perfect uh, and that they fuck up sometimes. Everything's okay. It's okay. Just be sorry and say sorry. Um, in this case, because we're on the outside looking in, it's super fucking easy, right? I mean, it's like always like that. But when you're upset and your husband pissed you off and, you know, you're hot and you're hungry and you just keep doing things for everyone else and you might just explode and die at any moment if one other fucking person talks to you. Um, and so you have to keep all of that together. It's not, it, it sucks. It's not easy. It's okay. But in this case, I find it very easy to just say, hey, guess what? Uh, mom's been at work all day. There's a lady at work that's kind of, uh, driving me insane and she's being really mean and she's talking bad about people. Um, and I can't seem to make it stop. And for some reason it's really affecting me. You would be shocked at the answers that your kids give. I know, uh, well, I have five different kids, so I would get five different answers obviously. But, uh, Hank in particular is very clever and he would say, Oh my God, I totally know exactly what you're talking about. There's a kid at school. He's kind of a jerk too. And it really upsets everybody else's day. And now you guys are bonding, right? Instead of attacking and um, giving your child possibly a complex forever, right? Because now you don't want to say anything like you're stupid or that's annoying. You're annoying um, because now they think, oh, I'm annoying. Now they're making that agreement. Instead of having an agreement, you could have a conversation and really let them level with you. They have, kids have real world experience. If they're in school, especially, um, maybe a little bit less if they're not in school yet, but if they go to public school, psh, they know what's up. They see people. They know what kind of people are out there. They're struggling with the same kind of personality things that you're butting up against. So take some time to be careful with the words that come out of your mouth. 
Um, I know I'm terrible at it. Uh, and I hold the kids accountable. Um, since we're doing cliff notes for you, I'm just going to pretend you're not going to read the book. Uh, and I'll just tell you. And then if you read it, bonus! Because you have more information. Um, so it also talks about how human beings are the only animal that suffers multiple times for only one offense. Um, and so that kind of means, you know, how many times have you pulled up about your significant other, some shit he did like forever ago that doesn't even matter, but it still pisses you off. It's over. It's done. Let's move forward, right? So either you allow him to be who he is in the present, right this second, or if you keep dredging up those things, now you're, you know, kind of a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, if you tell someone they're a liar, they become a liar. If you tell someone they can't be trusted, they become not untrustworthy. If you told me something over and over, I would 100% become that thing that you told me. Because I, you know, self-reflect constantly and freak out all the time that, oh my god, am I really selfish? Am I really ugly? You know, uh, things like that. So, I want this entire episode and impeccable speech to also hold hands with being in that exact moment at that exact time. Uh, cause your kids kind of bounce around from one second to the next. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They're hungry. Oh, now they got to pee. Oh, now they want to play with that ball. Oh, now they want to watch TV. Oh, they liked hot dogs yesterday, but they fucking hate them today. Oh, um, and so while that stuff is really, really hard, you have to keep your mouth shut. So, how have I changed my behavior and what does that look like in the real world? Um, actually, my real world because everyone's real world is different. What? Anyway, uh, I have said nothing. So, Keith and I were joking. Keith is my husband in case you're new uh, tuning in listening. And we were talking... And I said, oh my God, I just want you to love me so much. I want to be your best friend. I want to talk. I always joke that I want to put our avatar tails together and become one with each other. Um, and he looked at me and his face fell and he said, oh my God, that makes me want to hang myself. And I have never laughed so hard. I think I almost peed my pants. Like I was fucking dying because yeah, of course it does. I feel like that when someone else wants to talk to me nonstop. So it was hilarious. So I have been, I listened. Uh, and that's going to be my, I do do that. Because I do do that. I am like, hey Keith, oh my God, I love you. Let me tell you about every single thing that happened to me today. And every single thing I thought today. And every single thing I think and feel about everyone in our house. And blah, blah, blah. So I have been paying attention. This snowballed into something incredible to, this week. I'm just having such a wonderful week. Mentally, And uh, I can tell you that if that makes you feel any kind of way, please don't. Um, because after I did the first episode of How to Have Healthy Relationships, about two days later, I started a huge fight for no reason. So, hashtag quarantine, baby. We are all stuck here together. So nobody's perfect and nobody's fucking, you know, coming out unscathed. So give yourself some grace. That being said, I talk too much. Me talking prevents 
me from listening. So I went on this little personal journey about three days before I read this book to just be quiet and let my kids and husband talk. Because the conversation will go something like this. Uh, I have a history project due and I'm kind of bummed out. Oh my god, totally, because like history sucks and it's like so hard and you're like, Ugh, this is so boring and blah blah blah, me talking about my opinions. Then said kid saying, oh, no, not really. Uh, I just meant because the computer is slow and I just don't feel like, you know, dealing with that. I don't mind history. And so now all I did was talk and miss the entire point of the story. So I've been practicing listening until the end. And the quality of conversation around my house has gone through the roof. And now people aren't getting frustrated with me and putting me on a, in a defensive kind of, kind of posture. But I understand what I just said because technically they're not putting me in the defensive posture. I'm being defensive because I'm fucked up. But, um, it's still how the, the interaction goes. So now I've just been like, oh, hey, what's up? And the kids have just opened up and not stopped talking. It's like I was screwing up this entire time and they were trying to communicate clearly, but the cork in the pipe was me and me thinking that I knew things. Uh, so that has helped incredibly. So that's, that started it kind of, right? So I'm already like, oh my God, my kids, I'm totally talking about their feelings and getting closer to them. Yes. Great. Then I read uh, Impeccable, or The Four Agreements. And the first stage is Impeccable Speech. So then on top of this, I've now added Impeccable Speech. That means when, I'm trying to think of a fucking example. So Hunter, my middle son that I was, I was talking to, was talking about how we make ourselves laugh. So Hank was laughing about a joke that he had made that wasn't funny to anyone else. And Hank is just laughing hysterically. And he said, sorry, sometimes I laugh. But people don't think I'm funny. I said, baby, don't worry about that shit. Be funny for you, baby. That's who you got to be funny for. Don't worry about anybody else. And Hunter chimed in and said, yeah, that's what I do. And people like me for who I am. And using my impeccable speech, ding, ding, ding. I said, that's right. And you always have been, Hunter. You've always been great about that. I really admire that about you. It's such a nice trait. Boom. On to the nether, another conversation because they're boys, so I'm sure it turned to a fart, penis, butt, booger joke at some point in time. And ha ha ha, and then they bounce away. But I wanted to validate Hunter's identity. Um, oh my god, I have so many things I want to tell you guys! Okay, so... We're going to get sidetracked again, but we're going to come back around to exactly that interaction that I had with Hunter. My friend Tiffany's dad has always been our dude, right? Our motherfucking dude. He's cool. He's always paying attention. He was the only person, not the only, but 
one of the very few people in my life who actually spoke to children, like looked at them and had a conversation instead of talking like at them or telling them what to do. Um, he really cared about what you thought and answered you. He's just a really good listener. Um, anyways, so my friend, I call her Br'er Rabbit. That's her nickname. She is feisty as fuck. She's tiny and she's always dressed like she's in 1923 Depression era farm. It's just always been who she is. She's always like that shit. It's great. It's her. She's great. And lately this is like a trend and and someone else has been kind of like dick measuring with her constantly over it and it was upsetting her. Fine. Doesn't matter. All of the details. You all have been in this position, whether it's your identity, whether it's your hobby, whether it's you know, your fucking sister has to get pregnant right after you. You know, lots of things happen like this in life. And it's really fucking annoying. So, this was bothering her. And her dad answered with, I know, baby. I know you've always been like that. That's who you are. They'll come and go, but it's who you are. I know that. And so what he did was completely validate her identity that she has for herself. She's created this identity. She protects this identity. I understand this identity. I mean, it's not like it's not a bad one. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's fucking rad. But we all have this idea of ourselves. And she was feeling like that foundation was shaken. And her daddy, just by saying a couple of words, but really meaning them, validated her feelings. Um, And it really, honestly, hearing it validated my feelings. I was like, oh, your dad... That's exactly what you're supposed to say. Oh, you know, cause we were bitching about this other girl, obviously. So, um, I, I just want you to think about those moments. Think about those. Every time your child interacts with you is a moment to do something like that and use that impeccable speech. Only say uplifting things. And I don't want you to feel like you have to be some perfect robot, some perfect Stepford wife. That's not always what comes out of our mouths. And it doesn't, it's fine. It's fine. If you try and 75% of the time you are giving good, then those other, the other 25% of the time when you've lost your shit, your kids will forgive you because they know that's not who you are. And so you take the time every moment to use that impeccable speech and give it to them. It's starting to sound preachy. So I'm going to move on because this ain't yoga class. But um, that shit works. It sounds dumb. And when I read the book a little bit, it started out with some recorder music. And it talks a lot about heaven and God. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But I swear to God, if that shit isn't true. If it doesn't work. Nobody can touch you. Once you start implementing these beautiful things that cleanse your soul... And make you feel good. Nobody can touch you. I am feeling like a motherfucking goddess up in here. Like a motherfucking mom. Like a warrior mother. Like someone who's just fucking nailing it. And that is because. I have put out all these little tiny flames. Of insecurities. That my kids keep coming to me with. Um, Olivia. Just yesterday came up and wanted to talk about her feelings. And hello. Also, people are approaching me because I'm not acting like a crazy bitch. So that's cool. 
And then I feel like I'm fucking doing the right thing by my family and everyone's happy. None of that missing link. None of that feeling like we have to do this perfect little handprint to, you know, art project. And I've got to be a perfect mommy and everyone's have to have perfect snacks. None of that is there as any, anymore because I'm becoming more of a person. More of my own bubble. More of my own circle. Less reliant on others. And I feel good about the interactions that I'm having. So, back to Olivia. Olivia comes out. She's talking about college. She's really scared of it. She's been having these feelings. Blah, blah, blah. I tell her, hey, baby, don't worry about it. Every person that walks into college doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So, if you think that's what everybody's doing, I promise it's okay. Nobody knows. Shit, they go in there and they do three years for this one thing and decide, "Mm, I don't like this anymore. I want to change my major. It's okay. We support you. Everybody's here for you. You just have to take the first step. And I know it's really scary, but I didn't take the first step. And all you have to do is get your foot in the door. And a team of people that work there will help you. You just have to go. And it seemed to really take some stress off of her and make her feel better. Sometimes kids just need to know nobody else knows what the fuck is going on. So it's okay. You don't have to know. You have to start, but you don't have to know exactly what you want. Fucking nobody does. I barely know what's going on. Um, so using this impeccable speech and how it creates healthy relationships is something that has come up several times this week because I've been annoying my kids with how I read the book. I'm going to now annoy you. So listen up. Um, I was, so I did the healthy relationships part one. Um, and then I was in quarantine with everyone. They were pissing me off. Um, I haven't been alone for five seconds. Even when I am alone, like we'll say quiet. There's a two year old baby that for some fucking reason sticks his feet all over me. He uses his feet like hands and he puts his feet anywhere he can. Sometimes under my shirt, trying to get it under my waistband of my fucking pants. It is so annoying, but he loves it. It makes him so happy. And I'm going to tell you 80% of the time makes me happy too. But when I'm trying to talk to one kid and then, well, I'll just give you a rundown of my day. So I was sitting outside I thought, I'm going to get some time alone. Yes, it's nap time. I put the baby down. I lie down in the sun and close my eyes. And boom, here comes a kid with a problem. So I sit up. I give them all of my attention. Then they go to leave. And boom, here comes another kid with a problem. So I sit up, give that kid my full attention. Soon as he leaves, boom, another kid shows up, needs attention. It's like they have a sense when I'm alone that I'm available, which I'm going to be honest is fucking true. So (laughs) that's happening. Uh, But they all deserve it and they all need it. And you have to act like you have an only child when you're talking to each individual kid. You know, we talked about it during my folders thing. You've got to get your mind in that folder. Uh, and my husband has his own folder as well. And later on that day, fucking came over here and tried to talk to me when I was supposed to be alone. So those things, whether you like it or not, or whether you want to be, 
whatever idea of yourself that you have of perfection, you don't have to be it. Sometimes it's okay that that is hard. Sometimes that's okay that that is fucking exhausting. That talking like this, oh, hi, it is a circle. Oh, it's a red circle. Great work. I love your painting. (gasps) Yes, I did see that you got some lunch. That was a very big boy. Great job. That shit is exhausting. And that's how I talk. Like 90% of the fucking day. And it depends on which kid I'm talking to that the tone of, you know, preschool teacher comes and goes. But, I mean, you're still on. You're still momming. You're still worrying about the future of their brains and how they're going to be when they become adults and making sure that they do all of the right things and worrying about literally their fucking saving their goddamn souls from the fiery flames of the earth because it's really people that suck. All those things are on your mind all the time. None of those things are on their mind any of the time. <laughs> they don't even think about it. They don't even fucking, what? The future? I don't know what I'm doing five seconds from now. I'm watching this fucking cartoon. Um, so just like the mother at the diner, or I'm sorry, I just assumed, oh my God, I just assumed she worked at a diner. That was fucking weird. Anyway, I picture her in like a, like a old diner dress outfit with like an apron on and a hat. And she like came home and was like tired as fuck on her feet all day. People pissing her off. I don't know where I just went with that, but uh, okay, there she is. Anyway, if she had to come in and just use the last, squeeze out the last fucking bit of patience that she had for the day and gave it to her daughter, her entire night would have been completely different. So what you, oh, and I want to, back to the little girl, it goes on to say in the book that she never sang again and always thought that her singing was bad. So she made an agreement with herself. Um, And that's something that the book goes into. If I told you you were stupid and fucking fat, you would always think you were stupid and fucking fat because you already think that about yourself. Uh, Well, you know, those are things that I think about myself. I don't know what anybody else thinks about themselves, but uh, that wasn't a Freudian slip. That was strategic, I assume. (laughs) I only have I only have real world ex- expertise and what I think but when you s- stop doing that and you focus on the relationships around you and who you want to be for them so what do my kids deserve who would I have needed when I was a kid if I was a kid and I was feeling this way what words would I have needed to diffuse these feelings and these seeds of doubt and insecurity and hate that have grown inside of my belly all of these years and then I be that person and then at the end of the day I feel like I was true to myself I was who I wanted to be it felt a little awkward sometimes sometimes it was very difficult and I literally was thinking something totally different than what my mouth was saying but it doesn't fucking matter you are your words people see you for What words you use out of your mouth. If I heard you complaining to a cash register um, operator at the grocery store, if I saw you being a dick, I would automatically assume, oh, you're a dick. Obviously, you're a fucking asshole. Who would talk to somebody like that? You could have had 
the worst possible day in the history of days. You just found out your sleazy husband was cheating on him. Your daughter's a bitch who steals from you. Your son's got a drug problem. Your mom is dying. You know, you've got all of that pain on, on, on you. I have no idea. It, does, it doesn't fucking matter what strangers think of you. But I hope that you get my point. Because uh, as far as that's concerned, who the fuck cares what the lady behind you at the checkout thinks? <laughs> so, but the way that you treated that cashier probably made you feel bad. And it just reset in your mind that agreement that you've already made. That you're an asshole. That you deserve all of this pain. That, you know, the world is against you. You create these instances with your words. And so... If you say something vile and poisonous, if you spit it out, you've got to take it back immediately because it'll come out. Oh, it'll fucking come. I mean, yeah. Uh, I walked into the bedroom today and saw I was trying to put the baby to sleep and the baby's screaming at the top of his lungs and I'm trying to walk him into the bedroom. And Hank is like, I'm going to come say bye to him. And I was like, no, baby, not right now. I'm sorry, but it's easier if I just, you know, grab him in here. As soon as I get in here and turn off the lights, he'll stop. You know, as I'm walking away hurriedly, I really don't want to have this conversation. It's bothering me. So I get in there. Hank has left all his shit all over the baby's bed. So then I immediately turn to the door and scream, are you fucking serious? Hank, get this fucking shit out of here. To which he comes running in as fast as he can, picking it all up. And he looks all like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I said, nah, dude, it's all right. It happens. I'm sorry. And he looks at me, smiles, and leaves. We are all assholes. We all accidentally spend time in our own heads forgetting that anyone else exists. It's all right, dude. It's okay. You deserve to be a person too. You deserve to have feelings. Everything's fine. You take every moment that you can as it comes and you diffuse it if you can. If you can't, you calm down and go diffuse it later when you're in a better headspace. But you're in control. Whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So I think I'm going to end with that because I feel good. That felt good. I felt like a motherfucking baller just then. God damn. I just pulled it home. Yes. Well, <laughs> I am now satisfied with myself. So I want to leave you with impeccable speech. Use it. Call it whatever you want. If impeccable speech sounds stupid, just say nice things. Fucking mean nice things. Pay attention to the nice things that people around you are doing and mention those things. And I'll tell you what, it will fucking blow you away to watch them start doing those things more. Um, my husband told me that he likes my hair a certain way the other day. <laughs> Girl, I have had my hair like that for like a fucking week straight. So it works. Works on everybody. Point out the things you love and that are wonderful and that you admire about people. The things that you really appreciate about them. And if you have to lie at first, fucking do it. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Your intentions should be pure. Great. That's great. They can't always be. Because sometimes people in your life are just fucking dumb. Like they're dumb. Their bubble is wobbly and messed up. And it bumps into yours with violence and aggression. You got to keep your bubble, 
you got to let it bounce right off of you and go back about your day and reset yourself and use the words you want to use. No matter what chaos or assholery is going on around you. You be the light, baby. You use the words. You be pure. And the people that suck will slowly get bored. They'll slowly go somewhere else because this shit ain't for them. They're not ready to change. But the people who want to change, the people who see you and see the good you're doing, they'll gravitate towards you. And pretty soon, you won't have any more discomfort. Well, okay. I mean, you will because you're still married and have fucking kids. So, And a dog who pisses on the floor sometimes and chews up your shit. You know, shit goes on. Life is not perfect. And that's fine, too. It's fine. But the overall happiness that you feel will radiate from you. And on those dark days, you'll be able to remember that you've been doing good and shit is going your way. So, I'm going to let you go. But I fucking love you. I want to say that if you are taking time out of your day and you, like three of you, like know me because you're my friends. What's up? Hey, everybody. I love you. Um, If you found this podcast awesome fucking tell your friends let's get some cool people to hang out but most importantly I want to thank you for caring about what I have to say uh because it validates me in a way that I don't know that I could do alone so watching those little numbers go up and watching that you care that you're thinking about what I'm saying that you even took the time out of your life to give me a minute to try to talk to you, it makes me feel so fucking great. And I appreciate you so much. I love you. And I am so, so glad some of you have reached out and emailed me because knowing you and hearing that I am not alone in trying to be better, in trying to give my children a wonderful existence and more importantly, myself a wonderful existence, it just makes me so happy. So I'd love to hear what you have to say. Keep it up. Un- Educated housewife at gmail.com. Fucking happy quarantine!